Welcome to another place and time Where one day you'll be dead or you'll survive Hello everybody and welcome to Dead or Survive. I am your host, Rob Riches. And I'm your other host, Cheryl Riches. Hello everybody, how are you doing out there? What a gorgeous weekend. Oh, man. It was a gorgeous week. Yes, but the weekend's more important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we yeah. Have been, I've been out on motorcycles. I have been to golf ranges. I have been... Well, and because we recorded early last time, we hadn't actually been for Mother's Day, but we've been to wineries. We've been... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, it's been busy, busy, busy. We went, we've been out for brunches and dinners. It was a busy week, yep. Also, I don't know if you know this or not, but all the statistics are in. And did you know that we are the number one podcast in our area? <laughs> in how many kilometers? <laughs> like 30? Well, no, just in our town. Oh, our town of 200 people? Yeah. That's amazing. I knew you'd be excited. <laughs> I was hiding that little detail from you. How exciting is that? Right? Well, I guess it's time to celebrate with a glass of wine. Oh, there we go. (laughs) And it's over. (laughs) So, what else? Oh, we're going to go to the drive-in tonight. Yes, I've been to the drive-in in a long time, and we're going to see not a Batman movie, but It's still... Like superhero stuff. Yes, I'm gonna go see yeah. Doctor Strange. Right, and then the next movie has your Spider-Man guy in it. Tom Holland. Yeah, that guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get to go see some movies. Been working on the Batcave. Been working on the yard. Busy, busy. Yes. But enjoying the sun. I hope everybody else out there is enjoying. Yeah. That's in this area, anyways. Yeah. It doesn't my, get it very much. Is enjoying it. My skin isn't enjoying it. We went down to Port Dover for Friday the 13th. Busy, busy down there as well. Yeah. Yeah, I am loving every second of this weather. Yeah, some patio time. I know uh, if you're listening from Australia and stuff, you may not understand, but (laughs) we hate snow. (laughs) We're done with it. It's not beautiful year-round here, believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's beautiful. It's just it gets cold and stuff. Yeah. I do like the seasonal changes. I could do without winter, but I like spring, summer, and fall. Yeah, except you got to take them all or... Or just one. I don't think there's a spot where you can get spring and fall and no winter. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that if I had to pick, those are the right. three. I mean, I like yeah. it, it. It's pretty in the winter. There's some mornings where we get up and go, oh, my God, it's beautiful. Yeah. Usually because it's a snow day and we don't have to go to work. <laughs> but other than that. So I hear you got a story for us. I do, yep. I see you got your bottle of wine sitting over there. Yeah, this is from the winery that Darian took us to. Oh, yeah. where's the stuff I got you? Oh, well, mine's not good enough for you? No, I get it. I get it. That's fine. Waiting yeah. for the next episode, perhaps. Oh. Yeah, that one's a red. I'm not I'm not ready for red yet tonight because we got to go to a drive-in. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. You got your wine? I you do. You got your story? Yes. It's a good one? I like it. I mean, I like all of my stories, but yeah, I like it. All right, then let it rip, potato chip. Okay, I'm going to tell you about Alexander Selkirk. Selkirk? Yeah. That sounds like a place that we might know around here. Yeah, it's like a place I may have lived in at some point. 
But anyways, this is not that Selkirk. Well, maybe it is. Who knows? I doubt it. Anyways, um, do you know the book Robinson Crusoe? Robinson Crusoe. They got stranded on an island? He did, by himself, yeah. By himself. Right. It was written by Daniel Defoe in 1719. So how many hundred years ago is that? A lot. I'm not doing math. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, that's, that's good. Why do you ask me questions like that? I'm just How many saying. hundred years ago was it's that? Still, it's still popular. Like, it's still, people still read it today. So, like, it's one of those um, long-standing books. I think it was, like, the first, if not one of the first published books in Britain. It's an adventure tale about a young man who goes to sea to have exciting experiences before finding himself alone on a desert island and accustoming himself gradually to his surroundings, complete with a parrot for his compa companion. Thank you, Wikipedia. You had to go to Wikipedia for that? Like, didn't you read the book? I don't think I did. Did you? Absolutely. I'm well read. <laughs> yeah. I know that a lot of people have to read it. It's part of their school curriculum, but I don't think I did. Anyway. Just so you know, it was like 209 years ago. <laughs> no, it would, there'd be a three in there somewhere. Wow. Because it was 1719 and it's 2022. Oh, it was 1719. I yeah. thought you said 1793. Oh. I think, everybody, please let me know if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure she said 1793. I didn't. All right, fine. Well, <laughs> I quit math then. I didn't have a calculator. I'm obviously not listening to your story. Completely. <laughs> so carry on. Okay, this uh, book is based on my guy today, Alexander Selkirk. So Daniel Defoe heard about his tale and decided he was going to write a book about it. It went wildly popular, and it's all because of him. So I'm going to tell you about him. Okay, so Alex. So really, you're just telling a story about a guy that's already wrote a book about the story? Yeah, like how I do that? You story thief. <laughs> Says the guy who watches YouTube to steal stories. Well, then I go and research and look. Oh, and you don't see think I? Right... You don't think I did research? I'm not telling you Robinson Crusoe right now. We're about to tell. I know. <laughs> I know how you do your research. <laughs> Careful. Careful. Okay. Alexander Selcraig. Selcraig. Selcraig was born in 1676 in Lower Largo, Scotland. It was a fishing village in Fife with only a few thousand people. Yeah, so when he was born, he was Alexander Selcraig. At some point, he either changes his name to distance himself from his past, which I'll get into, or I guess record keeping wasn't that great back then, so they might have just misspelled it, and then he was just known as Selkirk from then on. One, one or the other, we're not sure. Uh, I know, again, being well-read and educated, <laughs> uh, there was times, too, where um, there would be so many Selkregs that, or um, there would be so many uh, different names, so they would start making them longer or shorter, yeah. or they'd change a couple letters, too. That could have yeah, occurred. Yeah, could have been. doesn't sound like it's a very common name, Selkreg, but who knows? Back then, maybe it was. Anyways, drink up. Drink up? <laughs> what? Because uh, I said anyway. Oh, you're yeah. still playing that game. Um, Alex was the seventh son of a shoemaker and a tanner. And Alexander's father, John, wanted him to follow in his footsteps and become a shoemaker. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. But Alexander was like, screw off, Dad. I don't want to be a shoemaker. Nobody wears shoes. <laughs> shoes are just a fad. They're not going anywhere. 
he wanted to work at sea, which at the time was a very hard and dangerous life, like it is still, but back then it was like times a thousand. Yeah, sea monsters. <laughs> yeah, and no maps. Like, they were making maps as they went, I think. I could be wrong. I don't uh, know history. <laughs> I don't know. You just commented on this now. Did you, did you do your research on this? <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure that Alexander was his mother's favorite. Oh, yeah. Well, you would know because you're your mother's favorite. So she used to always favorites. tell me she used to always tell me that I was her favorite daughter. Yeah, because I have three brothers. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> she also says you're her favorite. Um, because he was the seventh son, I guess seven, she thought was a lucky number. So she thought that uh, luck would favor him in his life and encouraged Alexander to pursue his dreams of going to sea. This caused a lot of problems at home. At one point, John even threatened to disinherit Alex. When Alexander started acting out and getting into mischief, his mother would, like, try to hide it from her husband to protect her son as much as she could. But Alexander kind of turned into a dick. So on August 25th, 1965, he was summoned to appear before the church elders for his indecent behavior in church. It doesn't go into that. We don't know what he did. So if I Google that, I won't be able to find it because you researched it. I did research it. Oh, there was Lord. implications. It didn't say it was, but there was implications that fornication had something to do with it. Fornication? In church. While it was going on? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's The documents don't really say that much. But instead of going before the church and getting his uh, punishment. Uh, I thought you were going to say his pee-pee whacked. <laughs> yeah. Alex noped out and instead left with a Scottish colonizing expedition that was on its way to Panama. But at some point he came back. And as soon as he came back, he started causing problems again. So on November 7th, 1701, Alex's brother pulled a practical joke on him. So the seventh son on the seventh day in 1700s. (laughs) (laughs) While they were having dinner his brother served him seawater instead of water that's quite the practical joke huh oh. like it's, that's, <laughs> it's so risky i don't know risky <laughs> yeah alex didn't have much of a sense of humor because he lost his mind things escalated quickly when alexander responded by beating him with a wooden staff at this point john the dad gets involved probably to break up the fight between his sons. Alex ends up assaulting his brother, his father, and even his brother's wife. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. that's where you draw the line. Right. You should never hit your father. <laughs> what? Oh, you know what? While I was, re- while, while I was writing this, I was picturing in my head as a child, how many times my brother's, Either my brothers themselves got into fights or my brothers and my dad and my mom and I would be in the middle trying to break it up. And I was like, I really identify with this right now. <laughs> and there were a couple of times that mom or I accidentally got hit in the like they weren't trying to hit us, but we got caught in the crossfire because, you know, boys, testosterone, whatever. Okay. I don't know about all that because I was busy at the library. You're such a liar. I was never in fighting. <laughs> This time, Alexander did go before the church. He basically said that he was sorry and he wouldn't do it again, so they let him go. Well, yeah, because all is forgiven, right? (laughs) Yes. It doesn't matter what you do on this planet. You just go up for God and say, I'm sorry, and he forgives you. Well, and back then, 
the church was like the government. So the church, oh, yeah, the church decided everything. Um, he basically, oh, Alex is done with this place though. While he had been in school, he was really good at geography and math. So, and he'd already been on that one sailing expedition that we talked about. So he goes to this buccaneer, William Dampier, and he was able to convince him that he was going to be the man to navigate Dampier's next privateering expedition to South America. Nice. Yeah. And at this point, this is when Sel Craig becomes Selkirk. Okay. Right. So privateering is pretty sketchy business. Privateers, do you know what they are? Uh, no, go ahead. They're basically a government-sponsored pirate. They These ships were privately owned, and the government would hire them to fight and pillage enemy ships for other countries. So whoever their enemies were, they were supposed to go out and, like, So they're like assassin, assassins. Right, and thieves. No, but I'm saying today's... You know, they hire certain people. You know, yeah, the ones that we're not somebody. supposed to know about. Yeah, like the, the men in black. Right. <laughs> For the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not just aliens. It's like CIA and, and yes. ops and stuff like that. But when you hear men in black, you think of Will Smith. <sighs> not all of us. <laughs> okay. So... His new boss, Dampier, was one of history's most complex and kind of reluctant pirates. He was known as cruel, indecisive, and incompetent, and a drunkard. He had once narrowly escaped being eaten by his own men in the Pacific. So things must have gone sideways there somehow. Yeah, it's not (laughs) often that your crew says, I'm going to eat you. (laughs) Unless they're zombie pirates. (laughs) Maybe he told them every night, good night, sleep tight. More likely kill you in the morning. (laughs) How many people out there are going to get that reference? I got it. Okay. Let's see. That's all matters. Yes. Uh, He was also court-martialed after losing the British warship HMS Roebuck off the coast of Australia. I don't know how you lose a warship. He did. He was often drunk on duty and would piss off his crew by letting captured ships go free without distributing his loot to his men. So he'd capture a ship and he'd be like, all right. We vanquished. Okay, be on your way. And then he... <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's how all the pirates, like the privateers, rather, that's how they got their wages. If the money was distributed to them, that's how they got wages. Otherwise, they were just out on a joyride on a, on a ship, right? Did they get free food, though? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> they're eating, at least. Um. But he was also the first man to go around the world three times. So he did know. He had some sailing know-how. He so know he, he says. Doing. Yeah, that's true. Right? Who's going to verify that? That's right. I'm just saying. Just throwing it out there. Anyways. Drink up, bitches. <laughs> In September 1703, Alexander gets onto one of Dampier's two ships. So he had two ships that were going out together. The one that Alexander gets on is called the Port Sink. And they would sail together into... What's it called? Port sink like sink like five, not sink like sink to the bottom. <laughs> like that's not the boat I'm getting on. I am not getting on a boat named Sink. I don't care if it's the French number five or not. That's not the boat I'm getting on. Who names a boat Sink? I don't know, but they did. I didn't even clue into that until you said that. Jesus, that's, funny. that's not that's funny. funny. Okay, they get on board at in the harbor of Kinsale in Ireland. 
there were way too many men on these ships than they actually needed. That's because there's so many men would die on the journey either by catching some pirating disease, getting killed in battle, or being deserted by the rest of the crew. Ah, like scurvy. Yeah, yeah, like scurvy. Or typhoid fever. Yeah, because that comes to my mind right away, typhoid. (laughs) That's Literally, on the first night, while they're still docked in Ireland... Dampier got into a drunk, got drunk and got into a violent argument with one of his officers. So conflict starts immediately. Good way to start there. I think it was supposed to be eight month adventure. By October, the men were sick of brick hard sea biscuits, dried peas, and salt meat. So it's only a month in. They really wanted fresh meat and vegetables, but had to settle for an occasional shark, dolphin, or seabird. The men often slept in wet clothes. And mildewed bedding, which sounds awful. Yeah, not the cruise I signed up for. No. The ships were basically incubators for all of these pirate diseases that I was telling you about, like typhus, dysentery, and cholera. A month later, 15 men had fever and others had scurvy caused by vitamin C deficiency, which claimed more lives than contagious disease, gunfire, or shipwreck. One of... Yeah. One of the men to die of fever was the captain, Captain Charles Pickering. The ship was taken over by the ship's lieutenant, Thomas Stradling, a young upper-class seaman that the crew disliked. So we're bringing more strife in here. Strife? Strife. Look at you. (laughs) I didn't even Google that one. Someone got out the dictionary. (laughs) Um, by this point, the meat and grain were filled with roaches and rat droppings. Oh, there's your protein. Oh, roaches. No. Crunchy, crunchy. <laughs> so this all makes for a bunch of very unhappy pirates. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they weren't yeah. celebrating? <laughs> the crew started threatening. Not like on Disney where they're running around singing? Yeah, no, not like that at <laughs> no? all. Swinging from the mass and yeah. doing dances. Yeah, no. A little Johnny Depp action. <laughs> Um, the crew started threatening mutiny against Stradling. Dampier showed up just in time to calm down the rebellion by promising a tighter rein on Stradling. So he was like, look, guys, I'll get him under control. Just be cool. <laughs> Let's not all sink on our boat name sink. Yeah. But then the crew started to get really mad at Dampier, too. Because Dampier wasn't delivering the goods. They were attacking ships and then Dampier would just let them go. <laughs> So the, the guys weren't making any money. I think at this point, somewhere I read that they had made eight pounds or something for the entire, it was like nothing. Well, I mean, why didn't they take it themselves? I guess. Entrepreneurship. Um, in May, the two ships split up. Alexander was on the ship with Stradling. And by September, the ship was so leaky that the men were pumping out water day and night. Like literally... Had to have literally some... following its name. Yes, literally. So stupid. <laughs> so the ship decides to take a break. They found an uninhabited island and spent a month there. The island they chose had at one point been an attempt of colonization. It didn't work out, but when the colonizers left, they left behind some goats on the island. So they leave these goats, these goats breed they have babies and they become feral and they're just all over the island convenient for somebody who needs to eat after a month on the island the sink 
pot ports was stocked with about to beat the bar. Yeah, the sink <laughs> was stocked with turnips, goats, and crayfish because the settlers had also planted turnips, so they had like stuff growing. So there. they got food. They got food. The boat got supplies. It hasn't sunk. Right. Holes are plugged. No, that's goats the point. That's the problem. They didn't. Oh. They didn't plug the holes. Why wouldn't they do that? They were there for a month. That's what Selkirk wanted to know. Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, Straddling says it's time to get on the ship, and Selkirk says, "No, we're not getting on that ship. It's not seaworthy." And he tries to get the other men to join him and do the same. So Straddling and Selkirk start arguing, and we all know that Selkirk is like a really reasonable man, right? Yep. <laughs> but the argument wasn't going very well. I, I think it kind of went like, "If you get on that ship, I'm staying here. Fine, then stay here. Fine, I will. Fine, go." <laughs> Oh. I think that's how it went. So it was like it was like arguing with a woman. Oh, that's a good one, Rob. No, it wasn't that, a good one. That's absolutely a good one. That's perfect description. So Stradling gets on the ship, comes back with Selkirk's bedding, a musket, pistol, gunpowder, hatchet, knife, his navigation tools, a pot for boiling food, two pounds of tobacco, some cheese and jam, and a flask of rum and his Bible, and says, "Here you go. You're welcome to stay." So just like a woman throwing all the clothes out on the front of the yard. <laughs> all right, go on. I know where the story's going. Yeah, I've heard this. No, but you know yeah. what it reminds me of? I don't. Did you ever do this with your kids when they were little? You take them somewhere fun, like a park or whatever, and then you're like, okay, it's time to go. And your kids are like, no, I don't want to go. And you're like, yeah, it's time to go. We have to go now. No, I don't want to go. And then you're like, okay, well, you have fun. The house is that way. I'm leaving. And then you start walking away, and then the kids come running after you. No. Oh, well, I did that. <laughs> I never had, like, why? Because that was how they, they'd, like, chase me and say, okay, I'm coming, I'm coming, and then I could leave. I would just say to my kids, we're leaving, and they're like, okay. Well, my children weren't like that. Until they got older, and they, like, called my bluff. And then that didn't work anymore. Anyways, mm. let's get back to the island. Yeah. Back on the island. Back on the island. Stradling gets on the ship and gets ready to leave. And now Selkirk's like, oh, shit, what have I done? So, like, my children running after me. He's like, no, please don't leave me here. And Stradling's like, nope, you've made your decisions. You're staying. And he makes an example of him, and he leaves him on the island. Hope the, it doesn't matter. The boat's going to sink anyways. Anyways, the ship leaves in Selkirk is there thinking, this sucks. I might have to spend a few days here on this deserted island by myself, which actually sounds fabulous to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it turned into four years and four months. Oh, it's a day or two longer. <laughs> Just a little bit. The first few months, Selkirk was very depressed and he even considered suicide. Oh, that's not good. No. He was sleeping on the beach and didn't do much except sit around and do the whole self-pity thing. I'm so stupid. <laughs> Why did I argue with him? Oh, I can't believe he did this to me. I can't believe the guys didn't join me. What's wrong with Peter? Stupid. He said Peter said he would join me. Stupid Peter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sea lion mating season comes. Oh. Yeah. Well, this is good. Yeah. The sea lions show up on the island. Thousands of them. Oh, and they're not friendly. They just never shut up. They like oh, barked so and we're back into like women again. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> they like 
bellowed day and night, day and night. (laughs) And they drove Selkirk insane. Plus, there was a rat problem on the island. Rats had come off of one of the ships that had stopped there, and they were everywhere. So while he was trying to sleep in the bellowing sea lion noise, the rats would come and chew on his clothing and even his skin. I don't understand that. Like, why wouldn't he start killing the rats and eat them? Because he didn't need to eat rats. I'll get into that. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) One day, Selkirk kind of woke up and he was like, all right, I'm not going to be depressed anymore. And he went into (laughs) (laughs) All right, today's the day. I'm going to get my shit together. I think that's actually kind of how it went. I've decided. (laughs) He kind of went on to the acceptance stage. I've I've been here for months. Nobody's (laughs) coming. Stupid Peter didn't (laughs) lie to me. He's not coming back. I'm out. Uh, So he moved inland on the island. So this solved the sea lion problem, but not the rat problem. But he had the perfect solution. There was also feral cats on the island that had come off some of a ship, some ship somewhere at some point. Some ship, some, (laughs) some, 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 some. Like that. Okay, got it. (laughs) So he domesticated a few. He started feeding them and they started hanging around and they took care of the rat problem for him. Nice. Right. Food wasn't a problem for him on the island. There was lots of fish, of course, but fish didn't agree with his stomach, so he avoided them. Uh, he stuck with huge island lobster, which were actually a clawless crayfish. Nice. Yeah. There were so many fur seals that a buccaneer had written 20 years earlier, we were forced to kill them to set our feet on the shore. Wow. Yeah. So that's lots of blubber and stuff to make uh, yeah. candles and... I wonder, I don't know how sea lion tastes compared to goat. I don't imagine goat tastes that great. I wouldn't try it. I'm not not trying it now either. I mean, if it's the only thing you got to eat, though, between death or whatever. That's true. Um, For meat, he prepared a hearty goat broth with turnips, watercress, and cabbage palm, seasoned with black pimento pepper. So he even had seasoning on this island. What he missed most was bread and salt, which I identify with that, too. He got so good at hunting goats that he could eventually outrun them. On one occasion, he was chasing a goat towards a cliff. The goat went over the cliff, and Alex couldn't stop in time, so he went over too. But he landed on top of the goat, and it saved his life. And then he ate it. And then he ate it. <laughs> his shoemaking... Thank you for saving me! <laughs> yeah. nom, 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 nom. His shoemaking skills came in handy. So the stuff that he didn't want to learn, but he had to learn... Because when there was nothing left of his clothes but shreds, he'd started using goat hides and making clothes out of them. Nice. Yeah. Is this where the first Nikes came from? Could be. Yeah, just (laughs) never know. Because Michael Jordan was the goat. (laughs) Was he? Greatest of all time. Oh. Oh. Yes, I knew that. Uh, He was able to start a fire with pimento wood and his musket flints, and he tried to keep it going day and night. But he had to be careful to hide the flames from Spanish ships. So not only was he trying to get rescued, he was trying to avoid the Spanish ships. The Spanish were known for torturing their prisoners or turning them into slaves in South American gold mines. He once narrowly escaped a Spanish search party by climbing a tree. To To maintain his spirits, Alex sang hymns and prayed. He said he was a better Christian while in his solitude than he ever had been before. So eventually he fully embraces his new life and he's kind of loving it. He learned to live without his vices, alcohol and tobacco, and even salt. He found new fascination in the hummingbirds and turtles of the island. But mainly, Selkirk spent hour upon hour scanning the sea for a rescue. 
On February 2nd, 1709, a ship owned by Woods Rogers called Duke finally appeared before him. Oh! <laughs> yes. But by then, Selkirk was like a bearded beast on two legs. So the guys get off the ship and they're like, they see this guy in goat skins and he hasn't shaved and he hasn't had a haircut. And actually, he could barely speak. Like when he was trying to tell them sentences or whatever, words would come out, but it would only be a half word. So they were really trying to figure out what he was saying. Just because he had no one to talk to for a Yeah. Time. He didn't paint his... He didn't, um, he didn't paint his volleyball and call him Wilson. No, no, oh. he didn't make a he didn't make a friend with Wilson. Oh, um, but he's like so excited to see all these people that he offers all of Ryan, Roger's men goat soup and told him the story of his survival as best he could. And the guys on the ship are completely amazed when they watch this guy go goat hunting. They've never seen anything like it before in their lives because he's just literally running faster than the goats and like tackling them and taking them down. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool to watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were pretty amazed. They still didn't know what to make of him or trust him until who gets off the ship other than William Dampier. Really? <laughs> yeah, not the guy that was the captain of his ship, but the of the other ship, right? And what do you think William has to tell Selkirk? The boat sank. The boat sank. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would you get on that boat? I'm back to my tangent. Shortly after Stradling left him deserted on his island, it sank, and almost everybody on board died, except for Stradling, the captain, who is supposed to go down with the ship. I thought he didn't. He lived. And about a dozen men. But it didn't help because even though they were rescued, they were all put into a Spanish prison. Oh. Yeah. And tortured. Probably. And made or, to work in the gold mines. Right. I was listening. <laughs> you were. So, yeah, not a good turnout. They were probably, all those guys were probably like, damn it, we should have listened to Alexander, yeah. right? <laughs> Peter, we told you. <laughs> I don't know who Peter is, but I that guy was a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Getting everybody in trouble. Yeah. Um, Rogers helped Selkirk shave and gave him clothes and the crew offered him food, but his diet that he had on the island of fresh fish, fresh fish, goat and vegetables. And then he's getting on and he's eating ship food. He's like, ew, this is gross. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be hard, right? Like you're, design you're, you're on this desert island, paradise, <laughs> yeah. sun and all that stuff, having all this great food. And then you get put back on a boat. Yeah. With salt. I'd be like, Hey, you discovered <laughs> Cuba. Now leave. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. And Rogers made him a navigator once again. Finally, he was headed home, but not immediately. Well, no, he doesn't know how. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't speak, but let's make him a navigator. That should work out well. Rogers decided that he was having so much success off the coast of Peru and Ecuador by robbing Spanish galleons that the Duke was going to stay at sea for another two years, and they didn't return to London's Thames River until October of 1711, eight years after Selkirk had left. Wow. Yeah. When he gets back, everybody's telling the story of Selkirk. Like, there's written documentation about his story. Yeah, we know. You told yeah. us there's a book. <laughs> well, other than that. Oh. <laughs> um, so he, he kind of turns into, like, this eccentric celebrity. He gets back and he marries two women at the same time. Presumably they didn't know each other or about each other. So he gets right back into his... Yeah, right back into it. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's now wealthy because the Duke's 
ship had done so well, or the Duke, the ship was named the Duke, had done so well that he was, he's rich now. He had about 800 English pounds, which I guess in today's money is like, I have no idea, $2 million. I'm, I don't Two know. $2 million. <laughs> you have no idea. I'm just throwing numbers out there. Please, nobody fact check. It was, it was a lot because he was considered wealthy when he gets back. So for about two years, he just wanders from pub to pub in Bristol and London and tells his story. And for going into a pub and telling his story, they'll give him free drinks and free food. So he's not even spending his riches. Well, yeah, because people would probably follow him in, right? It's (laughs) like ladies night. Let the ladies in free and the boys come, right? Right. So he's like the first um, social, what are they called? Oh, Uh, Facebook. Social media, folklore, folk singers. No, no, no. The uh influencer he's like the first influencer really yeah. that's where you went with that i had so many other better things but unfortunately selkirk went back to his old ways it seems he was happier on the deserted island in paradise than he was while he was back home he moved back to lower largo where his family was and he began to try to replicate the, the his life on the island by moving into a cave-like shelter he built behind his father's house He became a loner and resumed his drinking and fighting. In November of 1720, when he was 44 years old, which is kind of old back then, right? Like old age, he gets back onto a ship because he's going to go out and start doing it all over again. So he gets on the naval warship, the HMS Weymouth. They were bound for Guinea and the Gold Coast of Africa in search of pirates. But it was another cursed voyage. Uh plagued by yellow fever and perhaps typhoid. In all of his travels, Selkirk had never seen the fever destroy as many as this. And on December 13th, 1721, Selkirk and two other men died, and they threw his body overboard. And that is the end of Alexander Selkirk. Wow. Yeah. That's a... Yeah, didn't go very far after that second boat. <laughs> no, no. But I mean, he's living on for generations and generations. And oh, he is. Could you, I wonder, you know, it's, it's always one of those things. Eh? What, what would have happened if he just stayed on the island? Yeah, like how long would he have lived? How long would he have been happy? I don't know. But actually, that island that he's living on now is, is now called Robinson Crusoe Island. And you can visit it if you want. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of nice. At least he's immortal, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, he uh, left his mark on this world. He did. Yeah, even yeah. though he was kind of a dick. Yes. <laughs> and he did survive, though. Yeah. He did. He did. You kept true to your... And you did it without rape and murder. Look I, at how that. How about that? Right? See, well, unless... See, you're learning. There's other stories out there. We'll get back to it next week, probably. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> we will see. Ah, so that's how that book was written, eh? That's how it was. That's how it went. Well, look at that. Yeah. So now, what do we do in our podcast? Now it's your turn. Ha! Time <laughs> for the good stuff. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let me paint the picture for you. Tickle your ears with excitement, because I've been wanting to tell this story since oh, I God. read it. <laughs> oh, this is an amazing story. I was so excited. I actually told some other people. I had to tell them. I said, you, you had listen- to let it out. It was I just said, like steam boiling. Yeah. I'm like, do you listen to my podcast? And they're like, no. And I'm like, jerks. However, I'm going to tell you about this. <laughs> now story. you are my victim. Yeah, now you're my victim. <laughs> and you're going to listen because I'm not going to ruin the podcast for you, even though you should be listening to it. So anyways, uh, our Johnny, our hero, mm-hmm. 
has an accomplice with him this time. Oh, what's his? So you know what? We'll just go with we'll just go with Peter. Peter. Yeah, I like it. (laughs) So we'll have John and Peter. (laughs) So John and Peter are from the great state of Washington. Okay. And they decided to attend Metallica concert. Sounds like fun. Sleep with one eye open, <laughs> gripping your pillow. In the beautiful state of Washington, what could be better? That's right. Uh, the Metallica concert was at Amphitheater in Gorge. That's the name of the city? Gorge? Yeah, it's in Gorge. Yep. Uh, but they decided to attend this concert with no tickets, because that's what you do, right? Oh, that doesn't go well. Yeah, you just go to a concert and walk in, right? There's No. 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 Oh. Especially, like... A huge name like Metallica. Like, I'm sure they still have seats at the door, right? Absolutely. It wouldn't be sold out. <laughs> Metallica. That's just a little band, right? They're just starting out. So anyways, what they did have was 18 plus beers. Okay. So while drinking the beers between them, they... Did, so did they get into the concert? Can I finish the story? Oh, Here th- you are erupting I, I, again. I thought they were drinking inside the concert. No. So, did okay. I say they were inside the concert? I said they had no tickets inside the concert. And then you interrupted my story in the middle of me telling you what's going on. Do you want me to understand what's going on in your story? If you shushed your face, you would. <laughs> <sighs> Don't you hurt me. What they had no tickets, but what they did have was 18 plus beers between them. Oh, I thought you were so, saying it had to be 18 plus to drink. They, they drank 18 plus beers. Yes. Okay, I'm with you now. And the light shines. <laughs> <laughs> it must be pretty going through the world through your eyes. You know that some days? <laughs> I always tell you, you're so pretty. Yeah, I, I resent that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So, having no tickets. However, they had 18 beers between them. I've repeated this three times now. Are you good? I'm I'm with you. You're with me? All right. You're in the parking lot. Yes. Drinking the beers. Okay. No concert. Okay. While they're in the parking lot drinking said beers. Right. They are scoping for a way into the concert. You're going to sneak in. You're going to sneak in. You're going to sneak in. Have you ever snuck into somewhere before? Not a concert. Liar. Oh. (laughs) that time oh yeah that time um so anyways they're looking around the parking lot and they finish the beer at that point they say to themselves well there's a fence over there we could probably scale it run along the side and then we'll hop into the concert okay so they decide that's how we did it right yep john and peter decide yep that's a good idea Uh but it's a nine foot fence we didn't have to jump a nine no that's that's a tall fence that's a tall fence So what do you do if you can't get over a nine-foot fence? Well, you go and get your pickup truck. And they pulled the pickup truck alongside the fence. Sounds like a good plan. Good plan. So out of the two people, uh, John and Peter. Right. uh, John was heavier set. We're going to go with John as heavier set. Okay. Yep. One of them was heavier than the other. John's going to be the heavier set one. This is important later on in the story. So remember... John is the heavier one. Okay, I'm remembering. Now, what they do is they pull it over, and John decides that he's going to go over first. Okay. So they get the pickup truck, they get over. John jumps over the fence, hops over the fence, 
And what they realize at this point in time, John goes, oh, shit, there is a 30-foot drop. No. Yes. So he jumps over the fence, starts to fall 30 feet, gets caught in a tree. Oh, my God. They really didn't want people sneaking into that concert. No. So there's John. Well, and, you know, think about it afterwards. If it's called Gorge. I guess. <laughs> I'm I wondering. Guess. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'm just, after I started reading this story, I'm like, I wonder if the name has anything to do with what's around. However, so he jumps over. So now John is stuck in a tree oh, no. by his shorts. Oh, no. Yes. So he's hanging in the tree and all like that. And his friend's like, I don't know what to do. And he's running up and down the truck and all like that. Well, John reaches into his pocket and he's carrying a pocket knife. Okay. And he's looking down and he sees a bunch of bushes on the ground and stuff like that. So he thinks, not a problem. I'm going to cut my shorts. I should fall. I'll land on the bushes. It, it probably won't hurt that much, but I'll oh, do it. Oh, this doesn't sound good. Why? <laughs> I'm feeling anxious. Why? <laughs> so he pulls out the knife and he cuts his shorts. Yeah. As he does that, they fall. He falls. Yeah. He, he breaks his arm. Okay. On the way down off a branch. Right. He then takes his knife that he cut with his shorts and it stabs into his thigh. Ouch. Yep. And then when he hits the bushes, he falls with his back into the bushes and a branch goes through his anal, up into his anal. <gasps> yeah. He gets, uh, what's that, sodomized or whatever oh, by no. a branch of the bush. Oh, no. So here is John laying in the bush, branch up his bum. Uh, half naked. Oh no! Broken arm, with a knife in his thigh. That's not a good combination. That's not a bad picture, right? <laughs> Have I painted this picture for you? So now Peter thinks, "Oh shit!" And he's calling down to him, and he's still alive. And he's like, uh, uh. "So Peter, like, but Peter is a hundred pounds lighter yes. than John. Okay. He's like, there's no way I'm going to be able to lift him up. Right. So what does Peter do? Goes to the back of the truck, throws a rope over the fence. Yeah. Tells Johnny, tie it around your waist, get it underneath your your um, your uh, arms and into your armpit and stuff like that. Wrap it nice and tight. So John does all this. Peter runs and ties it to the back of the truck. Oh my god! Because he's going to use the truck. Mike, just call nine one one. Call nine one one. He's going to use the truck. <laughs> it's not a good story <laughs> if nine one one shows up. Remember? And you gotta remember, they're sloshed, right? Like, they're totally tanked. Yeah. So, Peter hops in the truck and slams on the gas, right? Because he yeah. wants his buddy up quick. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. What? I don't... This whole thing is making me, like, this isn't gonna end well. <laughs> so, slams on the gas, but has the truck in reverse. Goes Come in the fence, on. drops the truck straight down on his buddy. No. Kills Johnny with the truck. Did Peter die? Peter gets so banged up and pushed around with the fall and everything like that that he has a bunch of internal injuries and Peter also dies. Double Darwin Award. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my God. So obviously somebody sees all this going on. They call and that's what the uh, rescue team shows up to as they're pulling Peter out of the truck, which they thought was just the truck. Yeah. You know, the guy was drunk or whatever. Then they lift the truck off to find a half-naked man oh my with a knife God. laying there. That is like, how do you not check to make sure you're in drive? And why slam on the brakes? Like, the guy's hurt on, like, the on the gas. Why slam on the gas? 
Why not? Like because he wanted them up. To... Well, he got to remember they're drunk. Oh, He's, they're flipping God. out. He's down there. It, like they, this is not going well. No. And I mean, who knows how far the concert is? They're probably missing some of the concert, <laughs> right? You gotta get this shit done fast. <laughs> they were like, Metallica is gonna get us backstage now. <laughs> yeah. Look what we did. <laughs> oh no. Yes. So that's the. Uh, that's how they won their award. They didn't get to see the concert, but they won a bright, shiny award. Good for them. So for my next story, we're going to skip across the pond and go to Japan. Oh, have we done Japan before? I don't I think don't we know. have. This is April 16th, 1997. Okay. Just a few years ago. Yeah. Not that long ago. No. If you're our age, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. No. <laughs> However, when I hear other people go, you were born in the 1900s, it really pisses me <laughs> off. <laughs> so, you know, there you go. So, are you ready? I am ready. The government must crack down on this disgusting craze. Facebook. This is what was being screamed across by a spokesman for the Nathan, I'm not even able to say it, but it's for a hospital in Japan. <laughs> Okay. I'm not even <laughs> attempt it. I will butcher it, and there is no coming back from Japanese it. Japanese people everywhere will be insulted. Yes, that's right. So, if this perversion keeps catching on, it will destroy destroy the cream of Thailand's manhood. Thailand. Okay. Yeah, I don't Japan. understand. I know it was in the Japan paper. Then they're talking about Thailand. It got me mixed up too. Anyways, okay. however, this is a craze apparently that started in Japan and then went out everywhere. Okay. This hospital has had kids being rushed into it. I don't get it. I don't understand. I'm just reading what it says in the article. Okay. Um, and he was speaking after the remains of a 13-year-old Johnny had been rushed into the hospital's emergency room. So what was Johnny doing? And I don't know if you've ever heard this before. They were doing this act called pumping. Pumping. Yes. Never heard of it. You have no idea what it is? No. I had not a clue. Okay. It's, yeah, I had no idea. And just so you know, there's no facts on this afterwards, because once I tell you what's going on with it, the rabbit hole that I went down, I had to stop. So I had a, a newborn baby in 97. I wasn't, I wasn't with the in crowd at that point. So, well, I don't know if it actually made it over here. Cause I don't remember it being over here okay. either. So what the act of pumping is, is uh, kids would take a bicycle pump and yep. they would put it up their anal. Anus. Anus. Yes. Sorry, anus. Why did I say that? Well, because I was, because yeah, anal. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> put it up their anus and they would pump air into themselves. And apparently it would give them a high or a rush or a sexual release or something. Really? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I have never heard of this. All yeah. it would do is so make you they, fart. They would uh, start using it. Like, so they would use a, fun, uh, a foot um, pump or any kind of pump and stuff like that. And it would right. go up. And I guess this was a craze. They were having kids. Oh, God. Kids don't give the TikTok right. generation new ideas. Oh, yes. Please don't do this. Don't, <laughs> don't do this. Well, as I said, first, you'll win a Darwin Award. Yeah. And second, to win a Darwin Award, you either have to, you know, this is not a living Darwin Award, okay? So that means you're dead. So yes. don't do this. Um, however, our Johnny was using a bicycle pump. Bicycle pump. And did it so many times that it actually wasn't giving him the, the rush that he wanted anymore. So then he moved up to a small little air compressor, and that wasn't doing anymore. 
So he was telling all his friends, he's like, I'm going to go to the gas station and I'm going to use the air pump at the gas station. I just picture him floating away in the air like a balloon. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) So all his friends were like, oh, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do it. Whatever. Liar, liar, liar. Egging him on to do this. Well, they're kids. Well, I know, but aren't they supposed to be the smartest people on the planet? I always picture them as the smartest people yeah. on the planet. Like they have, like you know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. To me, they're always the smartest. Stereotyping. I know yeah. it's stereotyping, but I just I can't. Yeah. Where does all our stuff come from? It's true. <laughs> right? It's true. Like, you mentioned TikTok. Guess who created that whole platform? That's true. That's right. Yeah. So I'm sorry if that's stereotyping. It's not a rude one. It's a great. I it think you're a, smart. It's a, it's a good stereotype. However. I guess at this point in time, they were a little weaker. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Uh, So, yeah. So, um, under the cover of darkness, he snuck in, not realizing how powerful the machine was. He inserted the tube deep into his rectum and placed a coin in the slot. (laughs) He had to put a coin in the (laughs) slot. Yeah, he even paid for this. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He paid to die. Okay. I know. Oh, no. I mean, it's, it's a young kid and it's not funny, oh, no. but I mean, it's kind of funny. As a result, he died virtually instantly. Oh, no. Yeah. Passerby, uh, but passerbyers are still in shock. Like one woman thought she was watching a Twilight fireworks display and started clapping. Oh, my God. They still haven't located all of him, say the police authorities. When the quantity of air, interacted with the gas in his system he nearly exploded oh my god it was like an atom bomb went off or something pumping is the devil's pastime i have they were saying never heard of that and that is fascinating it's terrible it's It's terrible terrible. but i know it's it's fascinating that it was that much of an explosion right yeah so yeah it's yeah, I couldn't believe it either. And, and so, like I was saying, I went to find out some facts, how long this carried on. Put in pumping, put in anal. Guess where you go? Yeah. <laughs> it ain't to this story. Well, let me tell you that. Okay. So now I'm scarred for life. Because <laughs> the stuff that came up on my computer. Either that or you got a lot of stuff that you're gonna be doing in your free time. <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. So those are my Darwin stories. Good job. I think Good they're job, a little baby. bit worse than yours this week. <laughs> I think you're right. Mine was like tame in comparison. Yeah. We had rectum. <laughs> I didn't being have anybody apart. explode. Yeah, and no people exploding. exploding and... <laughs> wow. 1997 and, Darwin Award winner. <laughs> and no anuses involved in mine. No, no. <laughs> yeah. It was a it was a deep dive into the internet this week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I gotta come back. <laughs> so now it's our uh, call to action time. Call but before we action. do it, we want to shout out Andrea. Yes. Andrea reached out on our Facebook page, and thank you so much for doing it. Yeah. My wife was so happy. I was. I was so excited. She I was danced like, Somebody's talking to us. <laughs> uh, Andrea's from Edmonton, so thank you very much for reaching out. We appreciate it, and we're glad that you're enjoying the uh, podcast. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And please tell all your friends. Send them the link. Tell them we don't even care if they listen, just to turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> we really don't. <laughs> we just want numbers. <laughs> I mean, if you got five devices, load us up on five devices and play all five. Like, we're not. We are very humble people. 
true. Maybe somebody walking by will be like, yeah, somebody may have put them on your front porch. Maybe you know, you don't even have to listen to it in your house. Put them all on your front porch. And maybe a passerby will be like, whoa, we'll listen to that. And then just go to the Did he say anus? Yeah. He did what with a truck? Anyways, we do thank you very much. Again, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us out at our uh, email address, which is debtor survive podcast at gmail.com. And as always, uh, there'll be Instagram stuff posted. And my wife has started something new on Facebook. <laughs> yes, I'm going to try to find an inspirational quote every week. Out of our podcast. So <laughs> something podcast. that I say or she says, <laughs> she will turn it into an inspirational quote. She will post it on Facebook and you can go back. So yeah. last week's inspirational quote was... Shush your face, drink your wine. <laughs> Shush your face, drink your wine. <laughs> So that's our inspirational <laughs> quote. So if your friends out there are bothering you, husband, wife, yeah. children, yeah. well, maybe don't tell them to drink wine, but tell them to shush their face and drink their juice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever you need to do, that is your inspirational <laughs> quote to get you through the week. Yes. And it was brought to you by Dead or Survive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now it's time. Oh, it's time. it's time. Oh, so many dad jokes this week and they were kind of... Blah. You said you were looking for something specific. What was it? I was. I was. I don't know. I wanted to look for something. I don't know, but I couldn't find it. Okay. So, did I ever tell you that I was once addicted to the hokey pokey? And then you turned yourself around. Yeah. See, I know. I told you it was an old one. <laughs> Have you ever seen an elephant hiding in a tree? No. That's because they're good at it. <laughs> Why does the elephant paint their balls red? They don't. So they can hide in cherry trees better. Oh, my God. What is the loudest noise in the jungle? What? Giraffes eating cherries. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I like that. Got you there. (laughs) Took a little bit. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, that is our story for today. Please join us every week. We post them up there on Monday. I uh, yeah. hope you enjoyed the weather if you're in our area. I hope you guys, everybody's having a happy and fun weekend such as we are. Beautiful weather, good yes. times. And yep. thank you for listening. Thanks Bye. for joining us. Bye.